Hello and welcome to a Unique You Coaching Podcast. A Unique You Coaching is a podcast about you, where we introduce you to someone you've been with all your life, but you never met. That's you. In doing so, we cultivate confidence to produce the leader in you. We were all created to lead and we were designed to dominate. And we're not here to dominate other people. We're here to dominate and lead in the industry of our gifting. We were never created to dominate one another. But the number one thing, the number one characteristic of a leader is to know that he was created in the likeness. Likeness means characteristic of God. So with that being said, every podcast introduces you to someone that you have been with all your life but never met. And that's you. Leadership begins with self-discovery. You can never lead anyone without first leading yourself and knowing who you are. So um, I would greatly appreciate it if you would share this podcast as well as if you're blessed by it. I would greatly appreciate that you would share this um, podcast with People that you know, someone else that may be blessed by the words that are spoken here. You can catch me every week, every Tuesday. There is a new podcast that comes out. And I just, my prayer is that you are illuminated. That all of the dark places of your understanding and knowledge is illuminated. That you can apply what you hear. That it becomes your lifestyle. It becomes who you are, an awakening. That you take that and you illuminate the rest of the world because frankly, we all need one another. We were not put on this earth to be by ourselves. We're here to be in relationships and we can't be in relationships, healthy relationships with others if we're not in a healthy relationship with ourselves. You can always catch me on your local media, New York City, and Long Island, as well as my YouTube channel, which is The Yolanda Felder Show. You can follow me on Instagram at I am Yolanda Felder, on Twitter at I'm Yolanda Felder, as well as Facebook, The Yolanda Felder Show, or A Unique You Coaching. And to purchase products, a whole host of things download. Um, you can go to a unique you coaching.com. All right. So today we're going to talk about why did, why did Jesus die on the cross? Jesus died on the cross to give us back our mind. That's the bottom line. And I'm not simplifying it because it goes way deeper than that. First of all, we need to understand that the mind the mind of the world has been blinded by the prince of the air. So because of that, everything that we have been taught about ourselves, about the world around us, and the people that we interact with 
has pretty much been distorted. It has been distorted to have us to not believe in ourselves or the people around us. And, you know, it's so funny because it's real challenging to trust God if you don't first know who you are. Because once you know who you are and what you can do, then you can trust your ability because you know that when you know who you are, once you discover who you are, then you know whose you are. And then you know what powers you have. You are all, we're all powerful, everyone, but you're powerful. You're powerful in what it is that you were created to do. So going back to how we all see the world, pretty much we have never had an original thought in our life. And we're taught (laughs) to believe that we are independent thinkers and, you know, uh, we, we have this mind that is so great and, you know, just, just a whole bunch of stuff like we thought of this ourselves, but that's not necessarily true. There's two minds and God said, let this mind be in you which is his mind. He also said that repent because the kingdom of heaven is at hand. And what does that mean? Repent means to change your mind, change your mind about the world that you live in, change your mind about how you say things, how you see things, how you do things, change your mind. That's what it means. Change your mind because the kingdom is at hand. The kingdom is here for you to have that. He has died a brutal death over 2000 years ago to set your mind free. He has paid the price. There is nothing else to get. He said, Father, it is done. It is done, meaning it is done. Everything about who we are, our life, our children, our children's children, our children's children, our children's children is already done. It is already done. So there's nothing else to get. So then you're probably thinking, well, wait a minute. Then if there's nothing else to get, then why aren't I getting it? Because we have layers and layers and layers of philosophies and ideas that has been shaped and molded in dark knowledge. So when the Holy Spirit enters in, he enters in to remove all of that. And it doesn't happen overnight. I know religion tells you just confess God is your savior. And yes, the, the Holy Spirit enters in. But when the Holy Spirit enters in, he has to take over. He's taken over our spirit and he has to take over our mind. How we see things, how we believe, how we speak, how we eat. The glory of the Lord, which is a heaviness, which is a culture of the kingdom, is what has to be solidified in our lives. And how is that? we will ultimately go in a direction of our minds. So he has to come in and renew our mind. He has to come in and just dispel all of that ignorance that we've known and shed the light on us. I mean, let's think about this. How many times do you sit back and think about some of the stupidest things that you have said and you were really knowledgeable to yourself at that age? I remember saying some stupid stuff when I was 16 that it was like, yep, this is my philosophy and this is what I know. And it is true. 
Well, needless to say, as I've gotten older, that's not necessarily so. Like when I was younger, my thing is, oh, I don't need a guy. I don't need a guy. You know why I don't need a guy? Because I can do this by myself. Well, when you get older, grown, I mean, this is the mind of a teenager, right? (laughs) But then when you get in your 20s, you're like, oh, no, wait a minute. I like boys. Yes. I like men. So what? I can't go without one. Who thought of that? Who says that? So you see, <laughs> and, and believe me, everything around us says, oh, you're an independent woman, be an independent woman. But you know what? Being an independent woman doesn't mean you by yourself. It means independently thinking, but you're open. You're open to compromise. Compromise not morals and values, but compromise some of those ideas and philosophies and belief systems that you've held on to, that you've taken with you from your childish years until your adult life. That you're willing to let go of some of that, especially as you live and and experience life. You realize that, oh, well, maybe that's not necessarily the fact that, you know, it's like this or that, you know, whatever that may be. So, And that is what Jesus was saying on the earth. He didn't, he wasn't preaching about anything else but repent. (laughs) Change your mind because the kingdom of heaven is at hand. The kingdom of heaven is here. And when he died on the cross, he gave us back the keys. What are the keys? The keys of the kingdom. Not the keys to the kingdom, the keys of the kingdom. Because when the kingdom of heaven is in you, then your keys, which are your words, which are the principles, which are the thoughts and belief systems that you live by, that is what is in your life. And it becomes your lifestyle. It is who you are. It is so, so important to get that. That you have the mind of Christ once the, once the kingdom of heaven is in your life. And what is that? Having the mind of Christ. What does that mean? That means that you think on those things that are above. Remember he says that you are above and not beneath. That you are a lender and not a borrower. You don't think from a place of lack. Because you have the mind of Christ. And the mind of Christ is an abundant mind. That when you have the kingdom mindset, then you only think in us. You only think in abundance. You only think in sharing. That is the mindset. And then you're fearless. You're fearless. Like when you get that idea that, you know what, I'm going to to start my business or I'm going to introduce a new product in my business, because this is what I'm finding that the people will need. That's an abundance mindset. That's a caring and sharing mindset. That is a mindset that says, I have the solution to what the world needs. I have that. I have that. Because it was given to me. It was given to me by the almighty God. That's what, that's what, that's what you have. So, having the mind of Christ, thinking on those things that are above, 
That's just really saying, look, this is who I am. I am powerful. That whatever is happening around me, it's not real. It's temporary. And by the words that I speak, which are the keys to unlock and lock doors in my life, I speak the words to unlock the doors of opportunity and lock the doors of stress, of low-level thinking, of my past, of anything that might hinder where I'm going. That's what those keys are. Those are the words. You know, the word says, as a man thinketh in his heart. What is the heart? The heart is not what you were believed to think, that muscle. The heart is the muscle, but the heart of your entire existence is the core and the core of you is your mind heart means your spirit mind so with that being said as a man thinketh in his heart so is he so whatever you're thinking of yourself that is who you are so back to we live in a world that has never told us that we are beautiful We've never been told that we have exactly what we need to be powerful and awesome in this life. It's it's so funny because when you're searching, say that you're looking on the Internet and you're you 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 believe you believe that your business needs to grow. You're going to look for everything business. How to be a successful entrepreneur, how to be a business owner, how to um, open up this business, how to transition from uh, work, from employee to employer, how to anything business. You're looking up business. But here's the key thing. Not the key thing. Here's something to think about. All of those things you do need because there's not one person to solve everything about you. We all have different gifts. So that means that if it's one body, you have different people to come into your life and help you along the way. But you, your mind, your mind is the core of your success. So first thing is to deal with you, to help you to understand that you are the the tool the the one tool that you need to be successful in your life you you have to show up for you you have it in you you are powerful already but nothing around you tells you that when you're looking back to looking on the internet when you're looking up stuff for business it doesn't there aren't anything on the internet that says oh but the number one thing to start with is you and then Go on, go into working on you. You know why? Because you're taught to believe that the hardest thing to do is work on yourself. Guess what? If you know who you are, if you know who you are, you are confident in yourself and comfortable in who you are, who God called you to be. Guess what? When someone shows you the 12 principles of owning and operating a successful business, you will open that business and see a profit in three months. 
You know why? Because you're confident in yourself. And I can tell you something. I can tell you from firsthand that happened to me. When I graduated from college, and many of you know the story, but when I graduated from college, I did not become a nurse. That's what I went to school for. So I had my liberal arts degree and I had no skills. So when I, when I was working at a dentist's office, oh, anyway, worked there and I grew that man's business. And in growing his business and him only wanting to give me a quarter raise, what? Okay, no, it's time to go. I know who I am. Plus, I've always been the type of person that I was always an entrepreneur. Even when I was going to school for nursing, my thing was I'm going to be a nurse practitioner because I need to open up my own practice. (laughs) So entrepreneurship, that's like, for me, it was a no-brainer. I'm not working. And as an employee, I'm always a great employee. But I know that... You can never pay me what I'm worth. So anyway, so what I did was I opened the daycare. And when I opened my daycare, I was so confident in it. In, and I believed in what it was that I was doing. I was not afraid. I was like, this is what I, this is what I want. This is what I'm doing. I'm going for it. And everything fell in place. Everything came to me because it was like, I know this is what I enjoy doing. This is what I want to do and not doing it for the money. I didn't even think about money. What I was thinking about was, you know what? These children need me. I've always worked in daycare. I like working with the kids and this is it. And that's what I did. And it grew. And let me tell you something. My daycare went from two children to four children in three months. Like I opened in September by November, December. I had two more children January I had two more children, February two more children. Like I kept growing every two months. Every every month I gained two more children. I just kept attracting more and more children. Of course I was advertising, but in my advertise and at that time, family daycare was not big. Wasn't big. So now it is, but in ninety five it was not. So it really grew. It took off. But that's because of my confidence, my confidence in. In working with the children, giving them what they need, just constantly pouring out. And that's what that comes from. Knowing who you are. See, what I knew was when I was working at that office, I knew that I wasn't being respected. And I knew that I was better than this, that how can you give me a quarter raise because that's just who you are. You're cheap. Meanwhile, I come in and I grow your business a thousand percent in in that short time that I was there. But I recognize that that was all a part of God's plan. Yeah, that I may have gone that route, but with God, God knows what he has for me. So and in in order to lead me and guide me in that direction, that was along the path. You know, it's like, okay, yeah, I have you along this path, but I know that you're not going to stay here because I put dreams and desires in your heart. And because I put those dreams and desires in your heart, I'm going to get you there. So this situation I know is going to get on your nerves that you won't settle there. 
And that's what happened. And I didn't settle there. I, I had a plan. And that plan was, I'm out. <laughs> and I grew as soon as I stepped out on who I know that I am. I'm a problem solver. And that's who you are. You are a problem solver. You are. You're not. You're not any situation or circumstance that's around you. How do you know that that is a lot of times we believe that what's happening around us is the attack of the enemy. But let's flip that. Let's flip that and look at it like this. It's happening because you've outgrown that, that it's time to come out of the comfort zone and move into that next level of who you are. And to be able to service people from a huge platform as opposed to where you are now, no matter where you are. You can right now have 200 employees and things are happening. You know, this employee doesn't. And trust me, I know if if one employee, if one employee is not performing to his best, it can slow down production. And when production is slowed down, that is such a hindrance in your business. And so when that happens, it causes you to veer off from you being productive, you being your creative self. See, you're the visionary of the business. So because you're the visionary, you cannot take up the slack of one of the employees or 2% of your employees who are not pulling their weight. So now you have to stop what you're doing and hire um, other people, train them to be able to do the job. That may take a couple of more months. So this adds stress. Or what if it's a slower season? And from your past experience, maybe you haven't had a slow season. Now it seems appears that things are changing. And now this, this season seems a little slower than it has ever been. You have to be more creative in offering things during the slow season. Like I know when I had a daycare, my slow season was the summer. Why is that? Because in the summer, more people are on vacation. They have their older brothers and sisters um, taking care of the children, the child's, you know, older brother or sister, or they go away. They may go to another country or they may go down south to another state for the summer to visit grandparents or, you know, for whatever reason. And that's what they did. So that would be a slow season. But then, you know, to really market your business by the end of July, you market daycare like crazy to get the, well, you have your returning people, but then you have people that are graduating. So you need to get that out there to get more uh, children in for September. So that's um, a booming time, September, right? August to September. Then it sort of slows down October. But what I found in maybe after the fifth year, that it doesn't have to have a slow season. If you market your business, if you market your business all the time, never stop marketing, you won't have a slow season. People have a slow season because they slow down in marketing. Look at McDonald's. McDonald's never, ever, ever slows down. Every time you turn around, there's a McDonald's commercial, no matter what. There's a McDonald's commercial. And... 
in the McDonald's commercial, this is how, I mean, this is how great they are in their marketing. One commercial is a senior couple. Another commercial are teenagers. Another commercial is um, women, girls trip. Another commercial is guys in the game. Like they have commercials, same product. It could be um, a quarter pounder, but it's different people. So it's reaching each age group, each culture and each gender. Isn't that something? And family dynamics. So it's just amazing how they market that, right? Because they don't want to have a slow season. And I'm sure they probably don't have a slow season because they're always marketing. They're always there. Blast on blast. You always see McDonald's. So if you get hungry, what is the first thing you're thinking? Oh, let me stop here at a McDonald's. Let me find McDonald's. Even if you don't see one in passing, let me find a McDonald's and get something quick, right? Okay, so my point to that is... Knowing who you are, because when you know who you are and you know whose you are, you know what you were created to do. You will not fail. They're they're not. You will not fail, nor will you have those really, really slow seasons. If there is really a slow season, that means that you've outgrown this stage, this level. And now it's time to get your juices flowing again, to move on, because you've outgrown this level. That is the only reason why there would be a slowdown. But other than that, you have so much in you. You have so much overflow in you once you know that you are the powerful one, that you know that you are the center, the core of you is your mind and how you think, and that you know that your mind is the mind of Christ that you no longer think the way you used to think that you no longer have that mindset that you have given up your mind because remember when he died on the cross he took everything he took your mind to give you his to give you back your original position your original state who you are and then once you have that and you're 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 consistently being in relationship with him, building up your confidence and staying around people that elevate you, not people that complain. There are so many complainers around us. We know that. And you know, as much as you love them and you care for them, they have to go. They have to go because they will hinder you. They will slow you down. They will slow you down. You don't need that. There there are so many more people out here who are waiting to meet you to collaborate with you in business and everything. But remember, your mind, your mind, which is the heart of you, the central core of you and your existence, that has to stay in a place of prosperity. Recognize What's happening around you cannot get in only if you let it. Don't let it always stay in that place of who you truly are and who you truly are is joint heirs with Christ. Who you truly are is an awesome, 
powerful, amazing person. You're not on this earth just to breathe. You're on this earth to do great things. God said, I have made your name great. I have made you distinguished in the earth. Your name and your position is already done. It's already done. And let me tell you something. Don't for one minute any longer believe that that is when you, that person that you see who's very arrogant and self-righteous and, and selfish, that's not you. Remember, you have Christ in you. So because you have Christ in you, that doesn't exist in you. So that's why you have to, re, you have to change your mind about what success looks like. Success looks like you operating in the kingdom. Success looks like wealth all the time, prosperity that you operate in a prosperous mind. That's what it looks like. It looks like you. It looks like you. And that's what I mean. We've never, ever, ever been taught to view ourselves as nice looking, beautiful, handsome, perfect body, perfect height, feet, hands, arms, all of those things. We've never been taught. To look at ourselves in a mirror and say, you go girl, or you go boy, you got this, you got this. Not so much for men, because men, I tell you something, boys and men, they will stand in that mirror and tell themselves, I'm the man. Yeah, this boy, look at him, he hot. Yeah, he look good. I like that about men. (laughs) But for us women, we're beautiful. When men see us, they see us that way as well. So, but anyway, my challenge to you is that for five days, no, 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 not five, seven days straight, just seven days straight, please, can you do this for me? Seven days straight. Every morning when you wake up, look at yourself in that mirror and tell yourself something good about you. Like you are beautiful. Yes, you are. You are beautiful and you are powerful and you're going to own this day. This day is going to do what you say it's going to do. Say that. Every single day for seven days, tell yourself something awesome about yourself. And when you start, pay attention to what wording comes after you expressing your awesomeness to yourself. I bet you it's something self-defeating. And right then and there, say, oh, no, I will not line up with that thought. You're illegally in my head. I command you off. Say that and then express again, replace it with you are awesome. You are beautiful. This day, you own this day. Meaning, this is the day that the Lord has made and I will rejoice and be glad in it. He's already made this day and he has put you in it. Yes. Yes, he has put you in it to dominate. So tell yourself you're a dominator. Tell yourself that you're beautiful. Tell yourself that you're powerful. Tell yourself that you are going to make a million dollars this year. Just to start. Yes, this year, 2018, will not end without you making a million dollars and watch it happen. So are you going to accept that challenge? Say yes. (laughs) I really hope that you do. And I would love to see you hashtag um, seven day challenge. Um, No, let's not say seven day challenge. Um, Hashtag a unique you. Day one, hashtag a unique you. Just hashtag a a unique you and I will find you and shout you out. And let me know in that hashtag that you did it. Tag me and hashtag a unique you and I will find you. And then I want to celebrate you. 
help you with this because it doesn't benefit God if you're not successful. It doesn't benefit anyone if you're not successful. And the biggest part of you being successful is to walk in your awesomeness, to walk fearlessly because you were fearfully and wonderfully made. You were created to lead and you were designed to dominate. So you have an awesome, blessed rest of your day. And remember, you are a unique individual who has purpose. There is a need that only you can fulfill. Today, allow your dreams to be bigger than your fears, your actions louder than your words, and your faith stronger than your feelings. Why settle for no when yes is available? Bye-bye.